listener production. Okay, here we go. He is ice cool in moments like this. Oh, the big fella runs back into heavy traffic. Look at him go! Juno's edition of Footy Talk, Michael Chamis and Danny Widler here. Danny, what have we got? I'm going to address the James Graham snitch suggestions. Ooh, yes, good one. You're a grass, Danny. You're already going after <laughs> the West Tigers. Leave them alone, mate. Leave them alone. Welcome to Footy Talk, the Juno's edition, and the footy is finally here. Michael Chamis from the Sydney Morning Herald and Danny Widler from Nine News. How are we? I'm oh, better than Danny. He's been struggling all week. Yeah, he's cutting through though. If I'm this was back. the COVID day, you would, we wouldn't see you for a fortnight. Man, I did COVID tests. I'm here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Spray, yeah, spray. <laughs> Glenn 20 out, still in here, Glad still to relevant. to see you boys too. Great to see you. <laughs> nice haircut, by the way, Danny. Oh. You look good, mate. Yeah, you went to Manly and uh, you helped out Bear Cottage, yes. so good work, yes. Danny, but I, um, yes. they got you. I went down there and um, Tommy Trebojevic started up a chant with all the Manly boys wanting me to get my head shaved like they were. And I said to Tommy, as long as you put in $500 of your own money into the charity, yep. uh, I'll gladly do it. And he didn't hesitate. I should have asked for 1000 <laughs> he, he How much helped, is he on? He might have helped Bear Cottage, but he hasn't helped Channel 9. The ratings would be going down seeing this melon on TV <laughs> with that haircut. Mate, the back of my head is my best angle. I know that. Oh, is that why you get the angle always, from the back? Ah, oh, yeah. that's why we've got don't, the two don't cameras Don't want to see the happening. face. Yeah, okay. see the face. Okay. Plenty to get through in this edition. Guys, I, I want to check, though, at the top. Hope is eternal for every single club pretty much apart from the Dragons, heading into <laughs> this <laughs> season. Like, What are the vibes like at each club? A, a vibe check. You know, when you walk into a, a, a workplace yeah. or, or someone's house, you go, ooh, this is a weird joint or, wow, this, <laughs> this is a pretty happening joint. This, I wouldn't mind spending a lot of time here. Have you uh, got something about a club? Cl- clear for me, the clear club where I'm getting a great vibe from is the club I was down at getting my hair cut, Manly. Um, really? I went down there and I've been down there a few times and I've also been on the – Outside, you know, when I've been locked out of the place <laughs> trying to get stories. Um, but the playing group, I, I thought they'd struggle uh, in the off-season. I thought they'd struggle this year uh, with the whole pride issue. They seem united. Uh, I think um, Anthony Seabold's done a really good job there. Uh, I have to say I'm, I'm a Des Hasler fan, and I I think he was hard done by at Manly. But Seabold's come in um, with the help of Shane Flanagan, and there is a good feeling you know, a, a united front. They they say that everything is dead and buried. I guess we're going to see it. I like their footy team. You know, if Tommy stays fit, they could do really well this year. That's the caveat. Yeah. But that's, if, that's the start of every sentence yeah, about Manly. They, they, are, they are convinced they can win without him. Their, their mindset is now they can win, win without him. They've obviously been working on that. Uh, they've done a lot of work in on connection. I know it's a buzzword in oh, the football teams. They love talking about it. And I guess in cricket teams. And they can't win without him, Danny. Come on, let's be real. Well, win what? A game? Or well, yeah, well, they can the win games, but they aren't, they aren't making finals football if Tom Trebojevic misses the last chunk of the season. They were going okay last year before the Pride issue. They weren't They weren't setting the world on fire, and Tommy only played seven games from memory. Yeah. So they were going okay. And I think they're going to give a lot of the young guys a chance, and they've got some very good young talent. Yeah. For me, it's the Bulldogs, Adam. I, I went out to... St. Gregory's in Campbelltown in the preseason. They had a camp there. They spent a week there, and I spent. Gus let you. He didn't know. The team. That's the one where I was hiding when he when he drove next to me, parked next to me. I just he actually down. didn't know. No, he didn't know I was coming. I would have been kicked out. But <laughs> I, I went out there. Cameron Seraldo invited me out. And I got to speak to a few of the players out there and got to see, just to see a club that has been so fractured for so long, 
And having Cameron Serralda there, who's, who we all know he's renowned for his relationships and what he's been able to do with those players. I spoke to Ado Carr, went out to Belmore on the weekend. He said, mate, chalk and cheese mm. between what it was like last year. And there's mm. no dis- disrespect to Trent Barrett. But the way that team is united at the moment, it's not like anything that that club's experienced before. And obviously we mentioned Cameron Serraldo. I think Josh Reynolds, the signing of Josh Reynolds was huge because we know how likable he is and how good he is to a group coming through. And I, I just think the roster might not be a, a top eight team this year, mm. but they believe in each other. And The, the Josh Reynolds fact is interesting. Key. I've talked to a few people at the Bulldogs and they're saying that even if he doesn't play a game in first grade, uh, which he probably will at some point. They've got their money's worth, and he what he's contributed. Yeah, he's going to mentor a few of the young players. Uh, I think he's playing New South Wales Cup, isn't he? Yeah, he's playing. Yeah, and I think they're going to get a huge benefit from that. And yeah, he's back to where he belongs. He's back to where he should be. And yeah, the, I get a lot of uh, good feelings out of Belmore as well. I, I still don't think they'll make um, the top eight, but no, but they're building to something. And I, and you just haven't seen a vision from that club over the last few years. They've just been bending they were really unwatchable. Yeah. They were unwatch under Trent Barrett. They were unwatchable. Mm. You could not turn on the TV. If you're a Bulldogs fan, Bulldogs fan, you'd be going, what is going on? Yeah. They can't score a point. But even in, under Dean Pay, they were at least defending and trying oh. hard, but it's just... They've hit their bottom, haven't they? They right? have, and hopefully we need the Bulldogs firing. It's yeah. it's, a, it's a much better competition when those teams <laughs> like don't. the Bulldogs. Yes, we do, <laughs> the Bulldogs. We need the Western Sydney clubs firing. I'm oh, telling you. Come I, on, man. Tell me, I, I can't remember the last time. Bulldogs, Tigers, Eels. Yeah. And to an extent, Chammy Raggins have all made a, the finals. We had an all-West grand final last year. What's, yeah, what's I know, problem? But look at Bulldogs, Tigers. They, we need those they, two yeah, it's teams. Yeah, it's been a while. It, it's, well, for the Tigers, it's been a decade. And for the and for the Bulldogs, I think it's been five years since they've played finals football. That so, Galar who does the show earlier in the week, Maroon, yeah. he always goes on about- oh, oh, I love Maroon. Yeah, and I love Maroon as well. But yeah, seriously, think, he goes, him. oh, if the, the competition's in a better place when Souths are doing well. <laughs> I cannot stand comments like that. The competition is fine with whatever team is doing well. If one team is crap, one team is crap. It doesn't bring yeah, down not for the an entire extended period, though. We need like the that's ten years the Tigers have been. Well, that's their problem. Terrible. Yeah. It, but it's their problem. But the fan base, if you if they just made finals football, the like Western Sydney would erupt. We'll get to um, Tigers <laughs> a bit later yeah, on. Danny's <laughs> Danny's across this story as well. What about a vibe check with a team that you go, ooh, not quite sure about this joint. I don't know. Or is it too hard to tell sometimes? Look, Everyone's putting on a brave face. I, I haven't I haven't been down. I mean, I'm just looking from the outside. Mm. I haven't been down to Melbourne. I worry a little bit about them. I mean, I, they don't need worrying about. They've had all the success. No. Yeah, they don't need me to worry. But I, I, I feel like the Bellamy era is ending or coming towards in the end. Mm. Some of the players have lost. They've lost some experience. Um, but we do write Melbourne off every time there's a, a player turnover. Mm. Uh, but they've still got one of the best spines in the comp. Uh, and once Pappenhausen comes back, it'll be maybe the best spine in the comp. So it's it's very impressive. So I don't think – let's not get the violins out for them, okay? Like I worry <laughs> about the Dragons as a vibe check. Yeah, I was going to oh say the Dragons. God. I was going to say the Dragons. Speaking of which, this was James Graham about stories leaking from St. George Illawarra. My issue with this is who's the grass – that has gone and leaked it. Mm. Who's the snitch? Why are you telling the media about this for? It was a not, non-issue. Nothing got broken. Mm-hmm. No one got punched. No one was hurt. No one caused a disruption. No member of the public was affected by this. Which little snitch has gone to the media and said, oh, uh, there's been a, a fight at 6 a.m.? 
He scares me. <laughs> he seriously I feel, scares me. I feel warm and fuzzy after hearing James Gray. I don't, I don't know what it is about me, but can I say, look, first, a grass. Have what you, is that? Okay. That's, that's very much an English expression. So what it is. Like a snake? No. Well, it's mm. the rhyming slang grasshopper, copper. It's a, it's, so it's to do with, it's to do with that. Like it's, so it's to do with. You haven't watched Guy Ritchie films, have you? Uh, he wouldn't know who he was. I don't, I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> what? But, but so do you understand what I'm talking about? So it's someone who dobs people yeah. in or yeah. is the police, you know? Okay. So to, mm. I loved hearing him say that. I loved hearing him talking about snitches. I, but that was he, your story. So who's the snitch? No, I loved hearing, can I just who's say how much I love listening to James? Buzz Rothfield right? wants to know who the snitch is. Look, okay, let's go back to James and I, I respect him as a former footballer. Not all journeys are getting stories necessarily from a player. And I can tell you, James, that this story did not come out of a player's mouth. So he doesn't have to worry about a snitch in this instance. However, there's been several stories written about the Dragons and having a, a leak or a mole or something like that. And I think even Craig Young went on the record, their former chairman, about it. Yeah. And uh, this, is a, this has been driven by News Corp uh, and they are targeting – sources of, like, for instance, my story or, Michael, I think your story as well. Uh, I don't understand why they'd bother. Why, why are they doing that? Because all journeys have their sources. Well, I don't see you, Michael, coming out and saying, oh, who's leaking at Cronulla to, <laughs> to certain journos? Yeah. You know, like, why, why as a journo are you writing a story questioning another journo's sources so, or trying to find out, that's your job is to have sources. Grapes? I don't know Missing why. Out on I, I don't know why. Well, it appears as though if if you're talking to News Corp, you're a source. If you're talking to to the Nine Network, then you're you're, you're a, a snitch. snitch. Okay. Well, that's not my problem. Uh, but I'm just curious as to why, particularly with St George, like it's been directed at St George that they're tar- I think they're targeting a player or two. Look, I, I have a lot of respect for the guys over there and what they do, and they're some of the best newsbreakers in the business <clears> at News Corp. But. <clears throat> Uh, yeah, sorry, Adam. Yeah, go to sports. I missed the yarn last week with Kenty. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You yeah, went yeah, after Kenty it. last week. It's disappointing that it just looks as though when you get beaten to a story and you're right, there, there are snitches at the club trying to put pressure on people to stop talking to the rival network. And yeah, as you said, I, I don't see Danny writing stories that Cronulla are leaking to But why would you buzz. care? You got the story. That's right. Well, I don't know why. I no, no, no. Why would you guys care about what you're being called by oh, no, because else? I like, think they're trying to pressure a source or two of yours and trying to get them to stop talking to you. Yeah. So they dry, so your stories dry up. And there's no, I don't think there's any point in doing that. When you break a story, how much heat do you get from people around the story who might be, you know, secondary affected by a story coming out to say, who gave you that? Yeah, you, 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 get always, you always heat? get asked it, uh, if it's a, particularly if it's a sensitive story. And my reply to the person asking that question is, okay, if you told me something, would you like me giving you up? Mm-hmm. Probably not. You know what I mean? So I don't, you don't give them up. You don't, just, yeah. you don't give up your source. It's just yeah. unusual. Journos bagging, people leaking. It's, uh, it's quite ironic. Oh, it's got you. Well, you want, it's you want, fired up. you want to get stories. And mm. I don't understand. I'm, I'm happy for everyone to get their yarns because everybody gets a big yarn. Everybody misses a yarn. It's just, it's just yeah. the nature of the job. Mm. We've got plenty more footy talk on the way. We're going to talk about the Tigers. Uh, Michael has come out with the NRL CEO's poll, which is an interesting concept in itself. And Danny's going to talk about the Roosters rebuilding. That didn't put a question. Who put a question mark on the teleprompter? <laughs> I just can't believe that the Roosters are rebuilt. The Roosters don't rebuild. They just keep on putting rooms on their house. Well, that's still, it's a renovation. Yeah, yeah. 
And they're not so, rebuilding. No, no, no. It's, a, they have it's not the, exactly a knockdown. They're rebuild. on the 80th floor of the penthouse at the moment, but they're, re, they're <laughs> and renovating. They want an 81st. <laughs> We're back with Footy Talk. Now, guys, Tiger's internal drama. Wow, there's a sentence that's never been said in the last 15 years or so. Danny, what, what is going on and will it affect the way that Tim Sheens and Benji Marshall and Robbie Farrar are trying to put this team together and point them in the right direction this season. That's what the fans care about, don't they? They don't. They don't particularly care that much about Justin Pascoe and Lee Hatchbentellis and the other bosses of the club. But there is stuff going on in the background, and it relates to the uh, chairman of the West Magpies Football Club, a guy called Shannon Canavan. He's now saying that you know he was he's got to answer a case for the Western Suburbs Club because he said some things at a function that. Wasn't liked by a sponsor, wasn't liked by Justin Pascoe. And in that conversation, he was asked who should be the CEO of the West Tigers. And he said that it should be Jimmy Smith, uh, not Justin Pascoe. And that's obviously annoyed some people there. He's brought up governance issues. So he's obviously a person at that club who is not rowing in the same direction as everyone else, but he's entitled to have his opinion as the chairman of the Western Suburbs Magpies. And, uh, Lee Hedgepentelis wasn't happy about what he said. Yeah. Uh, I he, believe he was on SCN and he said a few things. Yeah, he goes, Kavanaugh is a minority stakeholder in the West Tigers, Hedgepentelis told SCN. He's been a vocal critic of the West Tigers, myself and Justin Pascoe. He's perfectly entitled to his views, no matter how demented they are. And then Hedgepentelis, keep in mind that last sentence, he goes on to say, the Tigers enjoy an excellent relationship with all three stakeholders. <laughs> well, look, not with him, what? right? Not, not, with, not with Shannon. I think he's got his hearing uh, on Friday. I don't know what's going to happen at it, but it, you know, it's more internal stuff. Does it affect the on-field stuff? Well, I think that the Tigers can claim to be well-managed in terms of finances and they're doing quite well there. They've got their centre of excellence is being built, but on the field, they've been a rabble for years. And I don't care how much you want to defend them, Michael, because you're a Tigers but I'm, man. I was accused of sabotaging the Tigers. Now I'm a Tigers you're man. You're a Tigers man. Danny, you know I love you, right? You know I love but you. But they're a rabble. You know I love you. But I don't understand how this is internal fighting at the West Tigers for because, a guy who is completely irrelevant to the club. Well, he's completely, not irrelevant. He he's, he's the chairman of the Magpies. What say do the, does the chairman of the Magpies they're, have they in are, the running? As, as, what did Lee call him? He said that one of the shareholders. One of the stakeholders. So you're saying stakeholders of a club are irre irrelevant. He's irrelevant to the running of the West Tigers. The so West, is, he, the West is, he entitled have, to, is he entitled to have an opinion? He's entitled to have an opinion. I'm That's just all telling he's you done. there's no internal dramas at the club. He, he was, doesn't okay. qualify as, as an internal drama at the club. Have you heard, I was watching 360 the other day. AFL. Paul Kent was oh. saying that the Benji and Tim Sheens aren't seeing eye to eye. Yeah. On the way the team's being run. Have you you're you're very close to the Tigers? If it's happening already, there's dramas at that club because they're well, supposed to be working together tell me. for two years. What's I think the vibe Benji, check? I think there's Benji a has check. has a, a way that he wants to play. Will there be times where it'll be awkward and if things don't go right, then I think there will be because Tim Sheens at the end of the day is coaching the team already? now. No, I, I don't think they're at war, okay. no. Okay. No. Is there differing of opinions on how to run a football team? Yeah. I think so. It's but the old Jack that's going to happen. I didn't see the episode. I'm not sure how much they're alluding to there being a major problem or not, but I don't think there's an issue here where we're talking about Benji trying to knife Tim Sheens a few months into a, a two-year period where he's going to be the transition coach. Why would he try and knife him at all when he's going to get the job anyway? He goes in rugby league. I'm not saying this is the situation, but it is rugby league. We've seen strange situations. Michael Maguire believed that Tim Sheens was knifing him 
when he came to the club and always had eyes on his job. Michael Maguire stands by that. Tim Sheens denies it. Like everyone in the game has a different view of, of what's happening depending on where they sit. You know, if things go rocky. Hence we have internal dramas at the West Tigers. <laughs> no, no, no. You wrote about this West Magpies chairman being did, hang on, internal did, drama. Did I? Did the I, West have the majority of the board. If Michael, there's a problem with West, that would be raised. Did I, did I make up the quotes? No. Is a guy entitled to his opinion? Yeah, he is. That's what I'm, I'm just saying reporting. there's no internal drama at the West Tigers in I, relation I, to this. I don't think they even think so he's relevant think, in the conversation. Do you think Lee and Justin have done a good job? Football-wise, no. That's what his opinion is. So now you're causing the proof is in the pudding. They, they haven't played in, in the finals football for 10 years. That's right. That's all. And that's, they waited too long to move Michael and, he, and They wasted he another was, year. He was saying that they need to take some of the responsibility. And I think they do. Okay. I agree with him. I look at the West Tigers not knowing – the internal politics like you guys do and the internal dramas and go, they're a bit like a family with dysfunctional parents. And eventually you come out of that household, unless you get well away from it, it's going to affect your everyday life. Well, it's like the Dragons, the same thing with a joint venture club. And you mentioned Kenty, I think you wrote about it a week, on the weekend. You're never going to have that perfect marriage when you've got a joint venture club. Success masks a lot of problems. And the problem for those two clubs is they haven't had success for such a long time. Did I hear a story once that the, the West Tigers, they actually had the, they've got the magpie on the, the shoulder do, of the jersey? They? Well, it was when yeah, I last saw it. But the, someone was blowing up that it wasn't big it wasn't enough big or enough, it was too yeah. small or something like that. And yeah, that, yeah. that was it's a probably, drama. You know, what you, know, you know what they're blowing up about now is that I could be wrong, but I think the juniors have got orange on the magpies jumpers or something like that. So they're not happy about that. Like, there's a lot of people who have, were very attached to the original clubs they can't let that go. Yeah, and yeah. I, I respect that. I mean, like, I know North Sydney Bears fans who will not watch rugby league because of the Bears are out. Yeah. You know, and I, I get it. I get that a lot of – their club was taken away from them. And I get their passion. But if they were better run, would James Tedesco been a Roosters no. jersey? Would Mitchell Moses been a Parramatta jersey? The penthouse might have helped. <laughs> No, you're right. So that's, 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 that's the, the like the front office affecting and what's going would on. They, in the background would they have made some of the signings they made where blokes were paid way too much money? Mm. No. Oh, I, yeah. Anyway, that's a conversation for another day. Michael, you've rung because you've, you've got them all on speed dial, all 17 NRL CEOs. You just call them up and go, Oi, then, answer these questions. You can't speak to the Tigers though. So <laughs> someone's got to do Well, it. I tried. I did you've try. got a poll, yeah, a big poll. You've done a massive poll of the CEOs. <laughs> what's what's come out of it? Okay, um, we've been doing this last four years. It's the mm. CEO and chairman of each club. We sent it out to thirty-four of them. We got twenty-five responses, and that's pretty good. Ooh. Yeah, we'll take did, that. Did we'll you get that. all clubs, or did one club in particular? Well, I don't know. It's anonymous. Going? It's anonymous. Of course, it is. So twenty-five. What, you just I don't randomly sent out emails? I can tell you who didn't do it, the ones that don't talk to me. I can tell you that much. <laughs> I won't go into that list. Oh, so hang on. So nine clubs aren't talking? Nine, nine CEOs and chairs. That's a lot. Nine CEOs and chairs. Some of them not bothered for me. So phil.gould at bulldogs.com. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't get a response from it. <laughs> so we asked them a range of questions. One of the questions was around which, who's the most sought-after player. If you could sign anyone at any club, who would you sign? I don't think it's a surprise that Nathan Cleary was number one. Mm -hmm. Tom Trebojevic was number one four months ago. Didn't even feature in the top five. But interestingly, uh, Danny's man, Joseph Suali'i, in the top five. How's I think he my he, man? Because you love him. He's 13%. <laughs> yeah, he's a good player. 13% of votes. He, That's incredible. For he got a... more than, well, he equaled James Tedesco. How many games has he played? Yeah, not many. Not many. Probably Latrell less. Mitchell's not even in the top five. That, that's really? incredible. Yeah. Just shows the upside he's got, doesn't it? And the acknowledgement of what he's going to be 
And also I imagine that you can market him as anything you want, I reckon. But well, Latrell not in the top five. He's the definitive factor. If he has a big year, South have a mm. chance no, of winning the I was the very comp. surprised. I was very surprised. Because you, when you look at Tedesco, you can sort of understand that he didn't receive a lot of votes because he's in the back end of his career. Mm. And these CEOs and chairs, they're answering it with a lot of respect. They're thinking about it. Do you want to sign a 30-year-old James Tedesco or do you right. want to sign a 21 or how old is he now? 20? Joseph Suwali. So, yeah, Joseph Manu received a lot of votes. He finished second with uh, 17%, him and Cameron Munster. But, wow. yeah, I, I think Nathan Cleary is at a point now where we start talking about where he sits in the all-time greats if he continues down that path. Or well, he's even ahead, if he doesn't he's a, continue down that path. He's ahead of a lot of those greats at this age, isn't yeah. he? Already? Does he need to prove himself at origin level a bit more? Oh, I think he's played pretty well. Was that well. harsh? I think, yeah. yeah I, 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 think I, I take your right. point. I think he has been unconvincing in matches at that representative level. I think we saw in the World Cup, it took him a long time to get going for Australia. And in origin, yeah, there's been games where you think, where's been, where's Nathan Cleary? But I only reference that because of the guy who was last judged to be an immortal or the eighth, as mm. he's known now. And he's the basis of a lot of his. He won two comps, obviously, but origin, how many games did he win? Yeah, at origin level? he won a few, but he also played hooker in origin and stuff too, didn't Early he? Early on, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. I, I, think, I think Nathan is on track to be as good, maybe not mm. as good as Joey or Thurston yet, but I can't say that, but I think he's he's heading that way, isn't he, to be in that conversation. What else out of the poll? Most underrated player? Who would you have? Most underrated player in the NRL? God, I haven't thought about it. Thanks for reading. Yeah. Dylan Edwards, overwhelming. Yeah. Overwhelming. He, I, I, think he, I think people rate him now. Underrated if you win a Clive Churchill medal? Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, maybe undervalued because he's on around 500,000 and yeah, I'm telling you now, elsewhere. there'd be clubs yeah. lining up to sign Dylan Edwards on sevens, maybe eights. Is he only on 500? He's only on 500. It's a steal. Wow. There's a few players at Penrith that are on lower than what they are playing to. And that's going to, that's the that sounds part of the reason. Well, that's part of the reason they're offloading guys now because Isaiah Yo is undervalued. Isaiah Yo is only on maybe seven from wow. what I heard. Jerome Luai only on mid sevens to high sevens, depending on whether or not they had a ratchet clause. And Dylan's on fives. All these guys are going to, Bump up potentially two hundred thousand dollars each when they go negotiate their next deal. Yeah. I'm they stunned are. that Dylan Edwards is on five hundred. What is he worth? Oh, he's to another club mm. eight hundred. Easy, yeah. I'd say eight hundred. Yeah. yeah, and that's the juggling act of Penrith right now. He's trying to work out who do we prioritize because there's going to come a day, and it's not far away. Those guys are on the open market November one. The three that I mentioned, Yo, Luai, and and Edwards, they need to prioritize because as much as they wanted to keep Spencer, as much as they wanted to keep Stephen Crichton. They've got so many kids coming through that Isaac Tago is only on maybe, I think, 200000 Like You get value out of guys like that, and then you can pay your top end, Nathan Cleary, 1.2, 1.3. Fisher Harris is on nearly a million. So these, these guys mm. have to balance this salary cap because they know there's a payday ahead for a number of players in the squad. The last three grand finals, they've lost at least three to four starters from their grand final team. Yep. For the next season, if you include include Crichton, who's obviously going to be there for another year, so it's mm. it's an incredible bit of accountancy that they've got ahead of them, Penrith, and they've negotiated it so well so far. But this year will be another test indeed, because you you look at I look at them and say yes, they're premiership favourites, and I think they will win a third competition. Appy, but there's that Appy's little unknown. Appy's the known, but I mean, look at what happened in the grand final last year with, with Mitch Kenny and, yeah. and the way here. And surely they've got another young hooker coming through yeah. as well. So they will have to lean back. But I don't think we've ever seen in rugby league, certainly in the modern era, a club dominate the lower grades and the juniors mm. like they have, especially last season. Yeah, four, you got to so credit the, Gus for that, Chammy, or Yeah, Gus deserves a lot of credit. 
He brought them back off the floor. I love Gus. Mate, without Gus, that club wouldn't exist. And what he did to set up those systems and- It's tremendous, isn't it? It's, yeah, incredible. And there's also hats off to a lot of people at that club, like Ivan Cleary and Matt Cameron, who have been able to continue what he started because it's quite impressive. And that production line- it's not ending. And that's well, like other clubs. I mean, we're going to talk about the Roosters and, and rebuilding. But I mean, yeah, they, they don't really. Incredible Pen- sentence, that is. <laughs> well, Penrith <laughs> don't really have to rebuild, do they? I mean, like they've got this foundation of a, like a star production line that comes through the club. The Roosters have to buy astutely and they have to buy juniors astutely and they have to, they have to get the best young talent out of other clubs uh, and identify them early enough and put them in their system. Or they buy guys like, uh, Spencer Lenyu, who they picked up for five hundred and ten thousand a year for two years, so it's a million bucks. I heard it was a little bit more. I heard it was five ten. Um, First year, I think it's about right, but I think it goes up a little bit. Okay, well, you you might have better figures on that. But, no, I'm just trying to. But you know, there's just, a, lot of, a lot of people who, who are skeptical of the roosters. Right. Though. Yeah. A lot of people who are skeptical of the roosters. Well, every, so, do you think they're cheating the cap? No, I don't. But I think they've got some massive decisions they have to make at the end of this season. Some senior guys: Jarrabury, Hargraves, Luke Keary. That's a mammoth amount out of their cap if those two are I don't think Kiri's off contract. I don't think – I think he's sort of – I think he's there for another year at Is least. But yeah. every player the Roosters sign, it feels like they go there for $850,000 a year. Well, that's, that's the perception. It's not true. But that is the perception but, of how are they fitting so, so and so into the cap. But poll earlier, the top three most sought after players, uh, top five, sorry, <laughs> three of them were roosters. Yeah. Mm. Three of them were roosters. It's an incredible roster. It, it is the best roster on paper. Well, Brandon and, Smith no, said not. that the other day. He said that Come everybody in the comp- the best roster. Oh, you got Brandon Smith in there added to that team already. And we know that the back line they've got, Joseph, like the back line they've got, and they brought Dom Young in and Spencer is recognized as one of the best young forwards in the game. He's got development though. He, he's course. not He's not at his peak The criticism yet. of Spencer is that he hasn't got a big enough motor. He can only play 25, 30 minutes, which is why he's going to a club where he can get more opportunities because he's not going to get that at Penrith with Moses Leota and Fisher Harris. And, and so, people, people talk about that signing, right? He's a, he's a good signing, but he doesn't make that Penrith team ahead of Fisher Harris yeah. or Leota. Moses no, Leota. Who's, which is why he's gone. Yeah. So you can understand him doing it. You can understand him getting reasonable oh, money. I'm not bagging Spencer one bit. He, he, he made the right decision. And to be honest, I think Stephen Crichton's made the right decision as well. He's won two premierships there. Go and test yourself. Go try and be the best player in the game if you can. And at Penrith, he's going to be limited to what he can earn and where he can play. So the Roosters looking at their roster at the moment, Danny, yes. thinking that there's a tsunami coming if we don't do something about it in two, three well, years. Obviously, their biggest concern is the age of Jared Warrior Hargreaves and, mm-hmm. and how much football he can play. He has been a monument for that club. He's been unbelievable in his toughness and he he's their big dog. He's – Gus calls him that, I think, on the coverage. But the he's alpha their, male. He, he's the alpha male. Yeah, I guess they've got to look for someone else there because he's mid-30s now. Uh, he's had a few hammy issues and they're, they're obviously of the opinion at the Roosters that if it's not his last season, it's very close to it. I, I think they think this is his last season mm. and if he wants to play again, he might play overseas. And I guess they're looking also at – a Tupo. I mean, they figure that I think he's about 32. He's one of their all-time great try scorers, but they are that harsh a club in terms of wanting to win and keep winning is that they go, okay, well, he's he might be one of our best, but he might only have one more year left in well, him. They did it to Mitchell Pierce, didn't they? Correct. Because mm. because and they and they won two comps. Mm. Prediction time, guys, oh, to round out this one. Give us one big hang your you know what's out there prediction for 2023. Do you want to go first? What yeah, do you, you think? Go yeah, first. Well, think. Well, the Gold Coast Titans will make the finals. What? 
There you go. And I'm not just saying that because I don't want Gordy to – I want to stay on side with Gordy because he said it <laughs> earlier in the week. What? <laughs> Dobbo had the same reaction. I just think the signing of Kieran Foran, that is one that I'm a Manly fan. Yep. I'm worried about that Manly. He's on field leadership. It, we barely would have won a game last year wow. if he wasn't out there. Okay. He was incredible. I think Verrill's a good man. signing too. Yeah, very good signing. But what he will bring – is exactly what Gold Coast Titans, who have a pretty good roster when you look at it. Their spine's not the worst. They've got a pretty good forward pack. Obviously, Fafita has to fire. Does he stay at the Gold Coast? Does he go up to Brisbane? The rumor is that he's going to stay in Queensland at the very least. But they just needed someone wow. with a bit of direction on the field particularly. And I, I think can't Kieran come up with a bigger shock than that. <laughs> Was well, not a huge one. I was disappointed when Gordy came out with it because I've held it inside wow. for a couple of weeks. Okay. Uh, I'll be boring. I'm just going to say uh, hook in big trouble, you know, hooked mm. to get hooked. So that's 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 my – I don't think that's exciting for you, but I should have – Mine's thought, about hope and yours about someone – I know, it's negative. I'm sorry. <laughs> I've I got nothing. I'm trying to think right now and I've got absolutely nothing. Can we um, use that as your you know, play on tag? And... <laughs> uh, i got nothing. You're going to take it. I don't want to be negative. Oh, got, I don't want to be negative, mate. I want to be positive to start the year. It's the it's feeling good at the moment. The vibe's good around rugby league. Why do you want to be negative, Danny, and start talking about coaches being sacked? What do you – I was put on the spot no wonder Gus doesn't like you. I've got a prediction for you. What do you reckon? That with that get up, you're going to take two weeks off in the middle of the year to go to Splendor and you're going to take a week to recover. We'll go, we'll go to the NBA finals. Miami will be there. We'll be right. <laughs> now you reckon, Charlie? So you got nothing. you got no prediction. No, I, I don't like to predict anything. <sighs> only, only, only dealing with who's facts. Your, who's your premiers then? That, that's something positive. Give us something. I, I'll say South's Penrith Grand Final. Okay. Right. Latrell Mitchell, Dally M. There's some predictions. Okay. There you go. Happy. Well done. Happy? Happy wasn't that I was a minute ago. Is the negativity over there? That was Footy Talk, Journos Edition. Thanks, gents. Thank you. Enjoy the season. Plenty more chat coming. Enjoy your footy this weekend.